Welcome to the Learn Something New Podcast, where each episode is dedicated to taking a deep dive into a new topic, whether it be current events, new tech, new adventures, or guest interviews. Sit back, relax, and get ready to learn something new. Hello, everybody. My name is Grant, and I am your host. Um, welcome to the Learn Something New Podcast, episode zero. This episode is just going to be a little introduction to who I am, why I decided to start the podcast, and yeah, just some stuff about that. I Please do forgive me. This is my first ever podcast, so take with that what you will. Um, so just a brief little synopsis of who I am. I am 23 years old. I just graduated from my undergraduate degree and I live in the US. My undergraduate degree was in accounting. So you could say I like numbers a lot because I am now in my master's degree for accounting, which is a one year program. And then at the end of this year, I'll be moving up to Boston, Massachusetts, where I'll be working at an accounting firm up there. Um, many of you may know me from Instagram. Right now, my username is at LodestarDev, L-O-D-E-S-T-A-R-D-E-V. I originally started the Instagram just as a way to share my journey as I was learning to code back in early February, I think it was. Um, it started with just some pictures of my MacBook and it has now expanded to a full desk setup page. Um, I'm not doing quite as much coding anymore just because I don't have the, I would say, I guess the, necess- the, the passion for it as much as I did before. I still do pick it up every now and then. Um, I do have a website that I was building and that's just kind of a side project at this point, but the Instagram has definitely changed to be more of a desk setup product uh, display Instagram, just because that's kind of what I'm more interested at the moment. And I I just think that that was, it was more fun for me to take the pictures than it was to actually code. So I've kind of taken on more of a role on Instagram and less of a role in coding. Um, I coming up in some of my future episodes, I will be talking a lot about branding um, because I'm going through a lot of personal branding things right now. As the page has gotten bigger, I've had a couple companies reach out to me and I just want to have a more professional look to it. I want to have a real logo for my name and everything. And I might be changing the username just because I don't think it really fits with the audience I'm now attracting to the page, which seems to be a lot more just like desk setup photography, tech enthusiasts rather than strictly coding. Um, so you might be asking yourself at this point, what what made an accountant learn how to code? Um, I ask myself the same question all the time. Mainly, um, if you go back to my junior year of accounting in my undergraduate degree, um, we had just started learning about like positions that were out there where you could work what they were looking for. And every time a recruiter came in, they'd be talking about how we needed to understand technology and data analytics and the world is turning into big data, blah, blah, blah. And every time I would hear about it, I get kind of more and more excited about it. And I really wanted to learn it all before they were going to be teaching it. You can't really take any data analytics classes at my school, at least until you're in your graduate degree, just because they are kind of upper level accounting classes. And it would be really complex as an undergrad to take that. Um, So I didn't really want to wait around for that. So while I was actually an internship all last spring, um, I decided to start learning how to code on my own. I first picked up Python for a little bit, didn't really understand what was going on with it just because it it's a very simple language to first get into. 
but you kind of have to understand how it works in order to carry on with it. Um, I'm obviously no expert in any of this. This is just what I learned from doing it. But what I learned was that you have to understand how a computer works to really use Python. It's used a lot for, um, it's used a lot for like process automation. You can have it automatically sort through all the files on your desktop and put them into folders. And the stuff it could do was really cool. I just, when I was first learning how to code, once I kind of understood like what a variable was, how to write a function, I kind of got lost in the world of like what all you could make with it. And it kind of bored me, honestly. So as I, I didn't want to give up coding at that point. So I started looking into other languages and I found Swift, which is actually what all the iPhone apps or what most of the iPhone apps are written in. It's Apple's native coding language. Um, so I started learning how to write apps and I would get up before work. I was working at the accounting firm that I'll be at when I move up to Boston and we would start the workday around eight o'clock. And uh, so what I did to get some time in, because I was usually way too tired after work to even try to sit down and code for any bit of time, I would get to work at about, I would get up in the morning at about 4.30 in the morning. I would get on the T, which is the subway um, in Boston, and I would ride it to work. I'd get to work at about five and I would do a little 45 minute hour workout. And then at about six, 6.30, I'd be able to go upstairs and I'd have about an hour and a half to really work on learning how to code in Swift. Um, it was a little slow at first, like any new, um, like any new thing comes. And after I started using it a little bit more, I kind of understood how it all worked and it started to kind of flow a little bit better on the weekends. I was building some apps. I would go to coffee shops and just kind of hang out and learn. Um, how to build an app, how to put different processes in the app. So it started to really interest me a lot. Um, so I would say I did iOS development really throughout most of the spring. And I think in about May, that's kind of when I fell off the track a little bit. I just, it, I lost my love for it, honestly. Um, it kind of started to get boring, just like Python had at the beginning. The thing about iOS apps that you have to remember is that everything is done all in the one app. So compared to like building a website where you usually have a front end developer and a back end developer where the front end does all the visual stuff that you see and interact with. And the back end does all of the more monotonous um, data consumption area, how the app stores the data, where the, how the data is presented to the user and whatnot. Um, so when you're building an iOS app, it's all that all at the same time. So you kind of have to understand both and I could, I figured out the front end pretty well. I got the front end of my apps looking pretty good. I was making a shopping app. It was kind of, if you guys have heard of Poshmark where you can buy and resell clothes, that was my idea. It was a different, obviously Poshmark wasn't my idea, but it was kind of a different spin off of Poshmark, um, more suited towards like the college student. Um, just because I had seen kind of a need in the area where there's a lot of people in college that especially girls, they have so many date party dresses and just, I had a bunch of t-shirts and stuff that I wanted to sell. And I, it, I thought it would be cool to have like a local version of that. Um, that wasn't really Facebook marketplace and that kind of thing. So I was working on that and I realized that the back end part was just going to become this beast of a thing. And it really kind of discouraged me a lot. Um, I fell into a lot of the imposter syndrome that I'm sure a lot of you've heard of where I just felt like I really was never gonna be able to get it done. And it just confused me so much. So I put it to the side. And I took a break from coding for honestly, I think it was about two, three months. 
Um, and it, it was nice to get away from it. This I also got married in July. Um, so that was the two months leading up to my wedding. So it was kind of a good thing that I wasn't really preoccupied with this big uh, coding project because there was other things to do and take care of. So that's it fell away for a little bit. And then in I think it was late August, I picked it back up again. We had just gotten back from our honeymoon. We had moved into our apartment and I had a little bit of free time before my graduate school started. Um, so I decided to dive into web development this time just because I was hoping to do some freelancing jobs, uh, get some work on the side, just to have a little bit of side income without getting like a full time job while I was in my master's degree. Um, so I went and took, I think I downloaded a couple courses and I was taking them. I learned React, which is a JavaScript framework. Um, and I did that for, I think about until beginning of November, I was really pushing hard on that. I got a couple freelancing clients. I built a couple websites for people. I built a personal site for myself and I was having a great time documenting it all on Instagram. My Instagram really took off those couple months that I was coding. Um, I think I went from about 200 followers to over a thousand, um, just in about two and a half months. Um, and not to mention just the numbers, but I gained a lot of friends. Um, I was able to help a lot of people because I had a pretty good understanding of React and web development in general. I also kind of understood where the best resources were to go to just because I had gone through it as well. Uh, so it was a really rewarding process, honestly, starting the Instagram uh, and really helping everybody get through kind of the same things that I got through when they were a couple of weeks behind me. Um, so yeah, that's what I did. I was taking classes and I would take my class, do my homework. And when in my free time, I would keep learning how to code and I would keep working on some side projects. Um, I kind of stopped taking courses in early September just because I want, I knew that the best way for me to learn was just to build projects. So I would build like a weather app online and I built a little shopping app online and I built an Amazon clone. So it was kind of just building whatever interested me because I knew that if I would started getting bogged down like I did in the spring, I, I would, it wouldn't be as interesting to me. So I was working on that. And as November hit, I got more and more busy with school and I just didn't have enough time to work on web development. And the Instagram was really starting to take off. I was starting to branch out more with my photography skills. I had gotten a new desk and some new um, pieces to put on it. And I started to see a lot of interest in that on Instagram. And I started to see really what's possible on Instagram from the brand sponsorships to building a community to starting a YouTube channel and a podcast. Um, they, it just seemed like there was a lot more options available doing that rather than kind of grinding out building websites and it, the possibilities opened up, I think in my mind for the Instagram side versus the coding. Um, so the last about month I've been really realigning my Instagram, I think to be more product specific, more photography focused. Um, I'm working a lot harder on the branding side of it rather than the coding side. So yeah, that's kind of how the Instagram got started um, and where I kind of am at today. It's a lot of um, transition at the moment. Um, the numbers have been a little wonky lately, but it slowly seems to be like Instagram's figuring out the account um, and I'm starting to attract more followers that I would like to. Uh, but that can all be for another episode. 
But back to the introduction, I just want to kind of explain why I decided to even start this podcast. Um, I, I decided to do it mainly because I've been listening to two podcasts, which I highly encourage you all to listen to. First one is Coffee with Creators, and the second one is DadCast. Um, Coffee with Creators is hosted by Michael and Chelsea, and they are fantastic. They interview different creators throughout Instagram and YouTube um, and podcasting, and they ask them kind of why they started, and they just discuss things related to the industry. Um, and I found it really interesting. And I was talking to my wife and I was like, man, I could sit here and talk in an office by myself for the longest time. So I was like, why don't I just start recording it? Um, and I also look forward to interviewing some guests because I think that would be a lot of fun just to learn something new about their lives and kind of learn about why they started what they're doing, whether it be Instagram, YouTube, um, or any other social media platform, even if it's not social media platforms. Um, I have a lot of, I have my goal guest interview list and a lot of them are just business owners that I have seen that might not necessarily be considered content creators on platforms, but are successful business owners. I've always been interested in business, thus the accounting degree. So I think it'd be really cool to be able to speak with some of those people and also share their thoughts. Going back to the inspiration for starting this podcast, I got to give it up to my man, Matt, from I Am Milks on Instagram. Um, he was really kind of the pushing point to me deciding to jump on this train. He had been on the podcast uh, with Michael and Chelsea. And after that, he decided to start his own. And he kind of went through the process that I'm going through right now. Um, and he just felt the inspiration and decided to start. And I think as soon as I heard his, I was like, okay, this is it. I want to do this. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Um, and uh, why not try something new? You never really know where it's going to go. Um, and I'm a big research guy and I was researching for the last couple of weeks on podcasting, uh, just the general atmosphere of it at the moment. And it's a, it's a very growing platform. Um, it's kind of fallen in behind YouTube. Uh, it's definitely a different kind of platform. I've made YouTube videos. I've had YouTube channels and it's a little bit different not having that visual aspect, but I felt like I had a decent enough storytelling voice um, to kind of take this away. Um, obviously, it's going to take a lot of practice. If you can't tell, I'm a little nervous at this moment just because I'm sitting in a room by myself recording my voice, but it's, it's, I think it'll be a lot of fun. So after hearing Coffee with Creators and also Matt uh, on the DadCast, I decided to take the leap. Um, so I got a mic. I didn't even have a mic to start off with. Um, I got a mic, and I also managed to get the Rodecaster Pro, which has been a ton of fun to play with. It actually came in today as I'm recording this, and I've been playing with it for a couple hours, and then I decided just to dive on in and record the first episode. So it's a great machine. There's definitely a lot of stuff that I need to figure out on it still. Um, I'm still in the learning phase very much. Um, but so far, it's been a lot of fun. If you are in podcasting or you're trying to get into podcasting, I highly recommend it. It's a little pricey, but I think it really decreases the workflow. Um, kind of, it all puts it into one device so you don't have to edit quite as much, which is the goal. Um, I'm really busy with school, especially in the spring. Uh, I will be taking the certified public accountancy test, which is a four-part exam. Each part is four hours, and it's basically the culmination of my entire accounting education all in one big exam. And so that's what I will be doing all spring. So I knew that I had to find some equipment that would help me uh, edit and produce these podcasts very quickly. 
so that I didn't give up on it. Um, so I made the leap and here we are. And it's, it's a ton of fun right now. Honestly, I'm having a lot of fun recording this. Uh, I was a little nervous starting out, but I'm starting to feel a little better about it. But back to who I am. Um, now you guys have heard a little bit about my Instagram, which is kind of what tumbleweeded into the beginning of this podcast. Um, going back a little further, when I was in high school, I actually started a video and production company called Captum Media, C-A-P-T-U-M. Um, you can look it up on YouTube. I still have a couple videos up there. I think my best video got roughly 16,000 views, which was pretty big for me um, after only having, I think, less than 10 videos on there. Um, it, I started it when I was a senior in high school. I started it because I really wanted a drone. I think it was the Phantom Pro 2 had just come out. Uh, from DJI and I really wanted it and my parents were like this is ridiculous because back then I think they were about $1,200-$1,500 um, and it was going to literally be like my entire savings account dumped into this and they were like you're about to go off to college you can't just dump all your money into a drone a piece of plastic basically. Um, I am not one to take no for an answer though. So I decided that I would come up with a business plan and present it to my parents and in hopes that they would become investors in my startup company. Um, so I went and made some Excel spreadsheets, PowerPoints. I did a lot of research and I found out that there was actually an emerging market for drones in the area, uh, mainly because there wasn't prior to that, there was no aerial photography or videography for real estate videos. So I basically put together this company and it was called, I think Falcon eye photography and had a whole business plan. I presented it to my parents and I was like, look, I can make the money back in a year. Um, I had projected numbers and projected pitching to who I was going to go talk to and sell uh, my service to. And they agreed. Um, we all agreed that it was going to be a fairly successful business if I could follow through on <laughs> what I had told them. Um, so I got to order the drone and it came in. It was about January of my senior year. Um, and it's really, that's really when like my, I would say my creative spirit kind of took off. Um, I hadn't really considered myself creative before that point. Um, I had never made a video. I had never really done photography. My dad had always had cameras around um, and had always taken like our Christmas card photos and stuff. Um, but I had never done any of that. It had always interested me, but I was a little too young um, to kind of get into that field. It's a very expensive field to get into. And as a high school student, I didn't have a whole lot of money to just throw at camera gear. Uh, so once I got the drone... Um, I, I, it really opened my eyes to what was possible. I remember the day I got it, I was just flying it around my house and I brought it in and I had the memory card and I plugged it into my computer. And then I realized that I had nothing to actually edit the video with. So I whipped open windows media player and I started putting the clips together and I found some song off of YouTube that I threw in there. And I put this really, really bad, like grainy filter over it. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Um, I, I think I watched that video about 50 times that night just because I was starstruck by my own abilities. Um, next Hollywood director coming in hot. Uh, but after a couple days of that, I realized that it really wasn't that great of a video and I decided I needed to up my game. So I downloaded the free trial of Premiere Pro and it abruptly destroyed my computer. It completely burnt out my graphics card. Um, I would have been using like a Dell laptop at the time and this was back in like 2016, I think. And so that laptop was toasted. 
So I had to go to Best Buy and I ended up getting as my early, early, early graduation gift, a MacBook Pro 15 inch fully specced out. Um, it was a combination of a graduation gift and the little bit of money that I had in my account to spend. And it was a beast. I fell in love with this thing. I had no idea how to use Premiere Pro. So I was just completely winging it. But the computer was just flying. Nowadays, I still have it and it's a little slower. But back then, it was top of the line and I loved that thing. Um, so I started making a lot of videos. I would record my friends paddle boarding in the lake. Um, I, I remember one day I actually made my sister run up and down the hill in our backyard sledding. I grew up in Minnesota, so there was a lot of snow. Um, so I had her running up the hill and then she'd sled down the hill and I would just film her with the drone and I made like a little one minute video. Uh, again, it was not good, but it was practice. Um, so as the months went by, I started to get a little bit better and a little bit more confident in my skills. So I decided to try my hand at making some money at it. Um, so I started reaching out to different companies in the area, um, different realtors. Uh, at first, no one answered me ever, um, which was to be expected because I was an 18 year old telling them that I could make videos for them. And back then, um, no one had really considered videos on Instagram and YouTube as real marketing for real business. It was still kind of taboo to even bring up the fact that social media could make somebody money. Um, so it was a little tough going at first. Uh, but then I got in to a CrossFit gym and they had just started in the area. And I told them, I was like, I'll do it for free. I don't care. I just want the experience. And I know that you guys are new and this would really help you out. So they gave me a shot. They said, come on in at two o'clock and film this next workout class. Um, and we'll see what you can do. And then maybe we'll turn into a contract later on. So I went in, um, obviously inside there was no drones. So the drone that I had gotten was useless in that scenario. So I was using my dad's camera. I borrowed my dad's camera and I made a little 30 second promo video for him. Um, and sent it to them a couple weeks later. They were impressed by it. Um, but again, they were a very new company uh, in the area. So I don't think they had a whole lot of money to throw around. So they said they weren't gonna be able to pay me, but they loved the video and they would let me know if they needed anything else done in the future. So in my book, that was a win. Um, I now had a client to actually put on my marketing materials uh, because before then I was basically approaching companies with zero experience and I looked like I had no idea what I was doing. So now I actually had a video to show, a branded video to show. I had a client that I could use as a reference. And so I started to get a couple more callbacks. Um, I got some more emails answered and that's kind of when it took off a little bit. I started talking to a brewery in town. Um, I know a little 18 year old me filming at a brewery. Um, that was kind of an experience and they had a Oktoberfest, um, party going all weekend. And I went in and I pitched the owner who was a little bit older. And he, again, he didn't really grasp the idea of social media marketing. And I was pitching all these like 30 second, like we're just going to put them on your Instagram. They'd be funny and good. And we can just do some YouTube videos. And so again, he looked at me like I was going crazy. I had spoken a different language to him. So he agreed to letting me come and film the Oktoberfest party that weekend. And we came in, I had one of my buddies come with me and film. 
and we just kind of filmed everything. I didn't really know what I was going to be making with it. I didn't know if he wanted a 30 second Instagram video or if he wanted a full like five minute recap video on YouTube. Um, so I think that weekend I ended up taking roughly 22 and a half hours of footage on three different cameras and the drone. Um, and it, it was a great time. Honestly, it taught me a lot. Um, had a couple mistakes come up and we were able to fix them. That's the first time that the cameras had just abruptly stopped working um, and kind of had to fix it on the spot. We were up late every night because it was just like a concert series. Um, and we I learned how to film with live stage lights going and how to use proper exposure and all that. Um, so it was really a good learning experience. And it took hours and hours and hours to edit it because, as you can imagine, 22 and a half hours of footage. And I had to go through and slice it all up and put it into a four minute video. Um, but we ended up making a YouTube video and I sent it to him and he loved it. It was um, well received throughout the community. He used it on his website, I believe, and I shared it on my YouTube channel. Um, I think it's even still up there if you guys want to find it. Um, again, it's on my YouTube channel called Captum, C-A-P-T-U-M Media. Um, and it, it, that was the biggest one. I think I got paid like $100 for it. So still nothing big. But I think the first time I got paid, that was when I was like, okay, this can actually make some money. Um, and it got me really excited at that point, especially because summer was coming up and I knew that I was just going to have a lot of time because I wasn't going to be in school. And I was on a mission to make all that money back. So that summer, I went all out. I was calling and emailing a bunch of people, um, and I did some real estate videos. I also was hired to do a sailing competition. If any of you guys have ever seen, um, I think it's the America's Cup with the massive like carbon fiber everything sailboats. They basically brought some 40-foot versions of those into the lake by me, and I was able to do like a whole exclusive video on that. Um, it was awesome. I got to ride on the boats. I got to ride in the dinghies alongside the boats. Um, it was a really unique experience that I'm really grateful for. Um, and that was kind of like my first big production event. Um, I was working a lot with newspapers and online magazines because it was a really like statewide event because they were trying to push this whole thing, um, because it was the first of its kind in the state. And so it was kind of like all falling on me and I had to, get up early every morning, go in, film them, um, putting all the boats together and getting everything ready. And then I would have a, about an hour to two hours to edit up like short 15, 30 second uh, clips to ship to the newspapers that would then post it on their social media and their websites. And then I would just run outside, hope that all my batteries had charged and I'd be out on boats all day and in the crowd, filming the crowd. Um, it was crazy, but it was a ton of fun. Um, I got to meet some world-class athletes at the same time um, that were actually sailing in the America's Cup a couple months later. So that was really cool. Um, and that really taught me how amazing some of these experiences can be. Not necessarily that you're going to get paid a ton, but it was a really cool learning experience and just being able to be out on the boats and do things that normal people norm like wouldn't normally be able to do in their daily life. Um, that was amazing for me. So right after that, I left for school um, and I brought some of my camera gear with me and I didn't really do much in the fall, but I had been telling everybody all fall, like how much I love making videos. I was kind of known as like the video guy among my freshman class and a lot of my friends. 
Um, so a couple sororities reached out to me in the spring and they asked me to do some videos. And this is really kind of where the actual business became a business in my eyes or in my eyes. Um, it, this was like a big budget production. Um, I ended up renting two cameras and a bunch of, um, stabilizers and lenses. And it was really cool to see all this equipment. Cause I had always been dreaming about this equipment, but could never afford to buy it but renting it for this project, I had it for a whole week. Um, and I made this awesome video in my mind. Um, it's also on the Instagram page or sorry, it's on the YouTube page. Um, and it was a ton of fun. Um, and I am incredibly thankful that they were able to, um, believe in me, especially cause I was just a freshman and I had no clue what I was doing at school. I didn't know any of these girls before I started filming it, but they had heard through the grapevine that I was the video guy and they had complete faith in me, um, mainly because I went in and I had a clear plan of what I wanted to do, how I was going to do it. And it came off as confident. So they decided to take the risk and they hired me. We made a great video. Um, I believe it helped them during their recruitment the next year, but I don't really know the results of that. Um, but yeah, it was awesome. So then that summer I had a wedding that I filmed. That was a whole different kind of experience compared to like the sailing event and a sorority video, which the sorority video is very like scripted, like each shot, we kind of had a storyboard and we knew what we were going to do. The sailing event was just hold on tight. Cause it's going to be a wild ride. And the wedding was kind of a mix of the two. There were, it was scripted where we had specific times that we needed to be places. And then it was also kind of like the sailing event where it was just wing it and hope you're in the right position to get the shot. Um, so that was a great one. When I got back to school, I did a whole nother sorority video. And after that, it kind of hit a stall. Um, I was working a lot on school. I had a lot of studying to do. Um, my classes got a lot harder. So yeah, the video side of things kind of fell to the, to the side um, until I restarted my or until I started my Instagram in February. Um, and even then I was really wasn't doing any video stuff. It was all photography stuff. Uh, when I was on my internship back in February through March, uh, all I was doing was taking photos on my iPhone. Um, so it was kind of a step down from the professional grade equipment that I had been using before. Um, but it, it kind of reminded me that it's not necessarily like how great the photo looks or whatnot. It was more about the story that the photo tells. Um, and in Instagram's case, it was a lot about the caption and what kept people on the photo. Because if, if you're anything like me on Instagram, if you, it's not an interesting photo, you won't even stop and read it. You just kind of fly through it. But I think the more interesting posts are the ones that have a good photo along with a good caption. Um, because the caption kind of, a, it tells you more of a story about the photo and it also kind of gives you a glimpse into who the creator is. Um, I know a lot of people that I follow on Instagram, each person's captions are unique to them. Um, they are all very well thought out. Um, and you can kind of tell how a person's doing based on their caption after you start following them for a lo long enough and you become friends with them. Um, you know, if it's a good day or a bad day for them. Um, I know a lot of people schedule their posts way out in advance now. So it's kind of a bit harder to tell now, but I, I try to write my posts the night before every time. I don't really prefer to schedule them just because I like it being kind of like a real time journal of what I'm doing and how I'm doing. Um, and I think that creates a more interesting environment for me just because it's, it is more of a documentation of 
what I'm doing in real time rather than being a note that I wrote back in two weeks ago that's now posting today. Um, so obviously no, no hard feelings to anybody who does that. It's just that I don't prefer to do that just because I like it. I started it as kind of like a journal of my progressing through learning code. Um, and I'd like to keep it that way. Although it's not really about code anymore, I'd still like it to be a journal kind of because I do post daily content. Um, I am on my, I think today was the 115th daily post. Um, and I'm going to keep going for as long as I can. It's a little hard sometimes, but you know, you got to come up with the caption and just put it out there. Um, it's definitely been a practice for me to practice not being a perfectionist. I am very much a perfectionist. So this has been a good lesson of, yes, I want good quality content out there, but also I don't want to stew around on it for four to five days to post it and then still be upset with it. Um, it's kind of taught me to let go a little bit and see where the wind takes me. Um, and it's, it's taken me to good places so far. I've made a lot of great friends on social media. Um, a lot of these friends I hope to have on the podcast. Um, if you are one of them, reach out to me and I'd love to have you guys on. Um, I really want to dedicate this podcast to learning something new about everything. Uh, my whole life, if you haven't been able to tell from my little synopsis, um, I've always been interested in learning new things. Um, I randomly got on a PC kick back in July and I built myself a PC in early August. Um, and it was a ton of fun. I loved it. I got obsessed with it for a while. Um, and it, I love the thing. I still want to put some work into it. Uh, but yeah, it's, I just kind of get randomly interested in things and I've done that my whole life. I randomly learned how to 3d model a couple months ago. Um, not because I had any work to do with it. I just, open blender one day and I thought it would be cool. Um, and I made a little 3d donut and that kind of sparked a little bit of interest for a couple weeks. Um, I like to say that I am decent at a lot of things, but not f like an expert in one thing. Um, I don't know if you can relate to that, but I know that my whole life, kind of like what I've been saying, I just want to learn a little bit about everything, whether it be coding, photography, videos, 3d modeling, um, engineering, it's all, I, I don't want to die basically and only have learned about accounting. I want to take in all there is in life and really learn it all. Um, so that's, kind of the premise of this podcast. It's all about learning something new. It doesn't really have to be like a specific topic each week. Um, it's kind of, I have a bunch of topics listed out of what I want to record and it, it's going to be a good time, I think. And each time I have a guest on, I want to learn something new about them. Um, I want to learn something new about the topics that I'm speaking about. And hopefully out of all this, we'll all be able to walk away with a little bit more knowledge, whether it be just some dinner table chat or something that you could use in your next interview or um, even to start a business. Uh, it's, I think, as a, as a person who's gone through a lot of interviews, I think a lot of people value when you can keep a conversation going and tell stories that relate to what you're talking about, um, which is kind of, this podcast kind of acts as a practice method for that. Um, obviously, I'm sitting in a room by myself, and I know that you guys are only going to be interested if I'm telling interesting stories. So it's really forcing me to think a lot more on my feet. Um, my notes are just kind of bullet points of the general things I want to cover, but there's nothing specific. Um, so this whole process is going to be learning for the first couple episodes, but I really hope to keep it up and get some great guests on here. Um, and I hope that this is a lot of fun for you guys to listen to uh, as time goes on. So I think that's about all I have for today. Um, I am going to be filming the next episode coming up. 
um, on a more specific topic. Today was just kind of like a recap of who I am. If you have any questions, definitely reach out to me on Instagram. Um, it is at Lodestar Dev at the, this moment. Um, there, that'll be in the show notes. Um, again, if you want to be interviewed on the show, please let me know because I am wide open for interviews at this point. Um, I am going to try to keep this like a solo episode. Um, hopefully, if I get a lot of guest interviews, maybe we'll do every other is going to be a guest interview. And just because I do want to be able to practice talking by myself, kind of, um, I think it's a challenge. Um, everywhere I read online was that saying that the solo podcasts are the hardest to do. Uh, so I decided to take it on and really uh, practice my speaking and just general presenting. So yeah, that's a recap of who I am, why I started this podcast. If you guys have any questions, just shoot them to me on Instagram um, or email me at learn something new show at gmail.com. This will all be in the show notes if you have any questions about it. Um, hopefully, we're all going to learn something new throughout this process. Um, and I'm excited to start this journey. So that's it for today. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, again, let me know. And I hope you guys have a great week. These are going to be weekly podcasts. So I will look forward to being in your ear next week. If that sounds weird, I am sorry. Um, so yeah, have a great one, guys.